0: is happening people welcome back to another episode of the gila gossip podcast it is episode number seven and today we have a big announcement we are actually now available on apple podcasts and google podcasts as well you may have been listening from spotify a lot of people have been telling me but we are also accessible elsewhere if you're listening on those platforms welcome and please give a shout out on the tweet to let me know that you are listening there The Ronin Bridge did in fact open yesterday and there is a lot of buzz around Axie as we speak. V2 has now finished, but it is still playable if you're still playing it. I love you and all, but you're a bit weird. Origin is about to go through its next development process. I'm sure the focus will be there. So I'm excited to see how things will change over the next few weeks. As we know, the reset is upon us and it's extremely important to understand what the reset is and what it means for your Axies. Today I brought through the Sensei, the true teacher, the Filipino mastermind, Sensei himself. So this is going to be a huge episode and we're going to talk about what to look for when we have a reset in Axe Infinity Origins. So if you're excited to get into today's episode, make sure you go to the Twitter page, page and you page. like the tweet, tweet. and tweet. make sure that you are nice and comfortable for this episode of the Gila Bee Gila Gila Podcast. Gila. Let's go. what's going on guys welcome back to another episode of gila gossip this is actually episode number seven seven being one of my favorite numbers so shout out to this episode, it's gonna be lit. Today, I have a guest with me that I've been waiting to talk to for quite a while. A guy who, you know, is thoroughly known in the scene right now for origin. Shout out to all my Pinoy family, the Philippines. Well, we love you, sending all of my love. I'm introducing today to you guys, none other than Sensi. Sensi, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. <laughs>
1: Thank you, thank you. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Excited to talk about a lot of updates coming for Axie.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. I know you're um pretty much at the forefront of the PH Origin community right now. Do you guys have your own little setup going on there? Is it I've I've been seeing? We we do have a server and um the
1: there's a an official Naked tournament happening. It's like a pre Origin launch uh, tournament. Yep. Um, so people can use uh, axes without runes and charms just to test out the teams. Yeah. Uh, the server is a little over a thousand people now. It's growing. So oh, that's amazing, man. It's growing pretty fast. People are excited to play Origin.
0: So uh, for people to get access to this server, is there any, any clauses or is there a location they should, should specifically go to? Uh, there's actually
1: a, a, an international community Within the server too, about a couple of people from different parts of the world too, but it's mostly for, but uh, people who are in the Philippines. Yeah, uh, it's open for everyone. People can just join the server, origin ph. Uh, for sure, uh,
0: I'm gonna make sure can... to link it. I'll link it in the uh, description of of the episode as well, yeah. so people can come and uh, check it out. <laughs> Now, you were mentioning about the a tournament coming up soon as well with uh, Naked Axies. So <laughs> this is something that's been going around for quite a while. And I love, I love it when people say this, but uh, Full Monty Battles. Now, if you don't know what Full Monty is, I guess, you know, you can you can type it in on Google and you'll figure out pretty quickly. But um, Full Monty essentially means the Axie has no runes, no charms. And you really boil it down to what the Axie is capable of doing. Um, I think it's a really, you know, it's it's an insightful way to play the game. Um, and, and you know, you rely more on the axes, like I was saying, their, their capabilities, than heavily leaning on the abilities of the runes and the charms that, that are given to them. Um, so you've been testing full Monty builds for quite a while since, is that? Um, just a couple of weeks now. So just uh, getting a good feel of what, what can
1: possibly be effective. Yeah. During the start of the first season.
0: Yeah. So I've noticed how much charms like really influence, you know, the ability of an Axie to be viable competitively. Um, There are a lot of things that work for Monty, as we say. Um, Now those types of things in my, in my understanding right now, I'm going to ask you to to elaborate on on what you found over those past few weeks of testing. uh, But from my understanding, uh, decks like curse card decks um what else are we looking at here um,
1: curse, curse decks are actually one of the strongest uh, yeah
0: without, without runes, without and, runes charms. and charms right? that's what i was trying to look for the, the, the utility of just the ax instead of relying on the the cycling of the cards i think uh, uh, zoo comps still are effective without those runes and charms if they're uh, you know um zoo comps are still very strong yeah. yes very strong um I I wanted I wanted to say poison, but I feel as if without the ability to have poison touch, there's not as much of a defensive outlook and it, it probably would get, you know, rolled it, over it, by it, an aggro team. Yeah, it's a bit bit underwhelming uh, if you
1: test it without winds and charms. So maybe uh different cards to build around the poison to add to help the poison team get to the mid game and the late game. Yeah. So Still trying to do some testing around poison, poison teams. To be honest,
0: yeah. The only thing I can really think of to make like poison effective uh, in in a full Monty setting would be potentially having innocent lambs and just like duplicating the amount of poison cards that you have access to, so you can really ramp up the poison stacks. Getting green thorns early on, a couple of stacks in, yeah, yeah, be a possibility. So, yeah, from 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 those little, like, that's as much as I don't really go and play full Monty too much. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, I've not focused heavily on it, but I know the reset is coming, which is why I know this is an important subject to talk about. Um, from the ones that I did say, you did mention that curse cards are a very effective uh, um, approach to take. Initially,
1: you don't really have access to the
0: dawn rune. Uh, Holy prayer to remove
1: curse cards, so yeah. it's gonna be really difficult to remove any curse cards in the deck, especially sure. if they're spamming it every round. Yeah, There's only a couple of cards in the game
0: uh, that can remove it, like lotus. So, yeah, it's difficult to play around it. I was gonna say game. lotus puppy, that and that's that's pretty much as far as it goes, really, for removing curse cards from the deck. I think so, yeah, that's well, gonna be difficult. And like, do you think curse card decks will be you know heavily prevalent in in the start when we get to a launch we, we might
1: see a lot of them i w- i think we will see a lot of them initially so it would be covering a large part of the active teams in yeah. the first season i guess so
0: very exciting to see so with a little lesson play. for the people how would you go about preventing these these cursed decks like what it was is the best approach
1: um, I would probably play some decks that are safe against uh, um, pure curse decks, like have cards that can cycle through your deck faster and get the cards you need. Yep. Like having uh, clear, having cards to fish out certain cards you need, like telescopes. Mm-hmm. I just was- trying to build tempo early games so that they can't really um, snowball you with just
0: curse cards and get overwhelmed. Yeah, it really feels like uh, curse decks. Once they have traction, it's like the it the, the the effects progressively get worse if you don't deal with the problem. Almost like it, gangrene, it, it sets in, it starts to rot, and you you know you got no hope. It starts to stink, and then you got yeah. to cut it off and and surrender the game because it's uh it it's not fun when you draw like four dazes and then one shield card or a revenge card or something. I, I've been in that situation multiple times, so it, it's uh, pretty much a dead turn if you. Do. draw something that bad Uh uh-huh i don't know i can see i I really do see the focus around uh cursed decks i I wouldn't love if we got towards a reset and like every other thing that you were fighting was a cursed deck um uh, build Uh, but i do see why people would lean towards uh you know going for that on, on upon the reset it makes sense as being probably one of the strongest approaches i know um Jatster my good friend Jatster um an amazing comp builder again as well uh but he loves the curse deck build I think one of his priority decks for when the reset does happen is going to be a curse curse build for sure
1: yeah he might run a first team be interesting to see yeah it's really strong another kind of team that I think would be really strong are the sustained ones the ones that build a around the back line, like double Sakura's, then uh, yeah, maybe possibly even Bumpys
0: and Timbers. So uh-huh. definitely so like we'll be seeing the same teams. Yeah. yeah. So this is one that, that I've got a gripe with this. It really, it grinds my gears a little bit. You mentioned double Sakura. Now in my personal opinion, I don't think power cards should be able to stack simply because if you look at sober, the other yeah. ones, it should be solo, I think. Yeah. yeah it just drags it's, it's, on the game too long. Yeah. So it's gotta be solo. I mean I've gone in situations where, you know, um they've got cucumber a heal boosts up to maybe thirty. Yeah, and they've got everything. two Seguras and it's I, I can LNG. literally take this Axie to five HP, right? Or I take it to a certain HP, Blood Moon hits it, it's literally got five HP left. All it does is a normal turn. Right, and the healing boosts and the double Sakura will take it at least half to, if not back to seventy-five and beyond percent of its health. Um, It's 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 potentially, you know, it's a hundred percent win rate. I would say when if you get set up into a certain position, because it's just it's unkillable, especially with like you were mentioning, um, bumpy access potentially having timbers as well. So have those max shields. It becomes ridiculous at that point. It could get scary, especially not having runes. Uh, the beasts not being able to rage. Yep. So that's another thing. No ability to retarget either for the backline. So can be well. You have obviously some cards that work on initial, but we know this is not like V two. So even if the toothless raid does go first, the rest of the attacks are still not gonna target down the backline. Uh, your only real hope here is 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 getting lucky with a pocky. Yeah. So that's that's gonna be brutal. So I don't I don't I don't envy the person that has to face that if it comes to if it comes to that in 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 the tournaments with these full monty builds. Um, but it's definitely a smart way to approach things. Now that you mention it, even more, you saying bumpy and timber, like the effect of like playing a card for no energy with the the timber shield cards. Um, not only gives you the sakura heal, um, but it also gives you an extra layer of bumpy, and you're not spending energy to do that. So that's actually a really smart approach to have as a backliner if you're going to go for that sustain option.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you have anything like that, Sensi?
1: I have something... uh... Oh, he does. Of (laughs) course he does. Of course he does. I have (laughs) something like Just in case. Just in case. (laughs)
0: He never knows. So I've really been loving the mind games in competitive play right now. So I've competed in a couple of the tournaments recently and like I'm an I'm an advocate for for the poison composition, so playing poison in these tournaments has not been the fun, the most fun experience. Uh, just simply because agro teams are are really you know head and shoulders above most of the teams. Oh, you we, can put out. You might
1: see changes though, so
0: yeah, there is. <laughs> okay, so when I say I'm playing poison, I don't play in the way, like I really despise the sustainable gecko backline poison composition basically the one that would work in a tournament right it's looking at things yeah. like ADRD's team that won the the Open Cup a couple of weeks ago um, sorry the Origins Cup and um, in, 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 that was in the Philippines and of course you took part in that yourself um, how was that experience
1: it was amazing to see what people came up with they brought the strongest teams possible during that patch, yeah, so it was very scary to go
0: against everyone there. I it was, yeah, a big, it, was, an amazing, it was a big event, man. I know there was there was quite a lot of people watching um, it the, the, the venue looked amazing by the way. yeah, it was amazing. It was very nice. And I'm sure you got to meet a lot of uh, a lot of cool people in the scene as well. well. a lot of people from Sky
1: Mavis too. It was uh, very nice seeing them in person. They had great energy, especially Lima. Yeah, shout out to Lima.
0: <laughs> shout out to Lima, man. I don't even know Lima, but we've had small interaction here and there on on, on Twitter at some points. But you you can just tell he just seems like he has a, a real you know infectious energy uh, in a in a positive light, and um, you know he's pushing the scene forwards, which is, is is always something that we love to see. It must make yeah. things so real seeing them in person as well. It's something that I do look forward to.
1: That's a good way to put it. Yeah, you definitely get the feeling that you're connected and you're part of this whole uh ecosystem and uh this
0: uh, project moving on moving forward yeah the competitive scene though um i know we're talking about the reset and the the launch of origin and you know going on a global scale trying to get a a macro audience and 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 appeal to the masses um but the actual esports side of Axie, like i am i'm extremely bullish on it uh you know, currently where you where you stand with Axie, like, how do you see the esports scene developing? I think more and more
1: players, uh, new players and old players, will start getting into the uh, deeper parts of the esports scene. Sorry. And uh, one of the best ways to do it is just to join your lo- local tournaments, uh, whatever events that may be held, uh, tournaments, whether they're in game or um, land tournaments. Um, I would just, just suggest joining and being part of the community mm-hmm. as it grows. So uh, it's a it, it people. I think a lot of uh, people will focus on the competitive side too because we're going to start to see possibly in game tournaments. Yes. in the future. So. Yes,
0: for sure. That that whole tab has been closed down for the entirety. Yes, of yeah, the it's- alpha. So. <laughs> that would be exciting when when that opens up oh my that gosh that's going to just click
1: on it and
0: <laughs> that's going to be one hell of a day i do look forward to those things yeah I, uh, like i was saying i'm extremely bullish on the competitive scene the one thing that like i wanted to bring forward as well is from actually from last episode um Nomek was uh, the guy who recommended this um, people have probably thought about this as well but i wanted to get your take on it um so we were talking about uh, the competitive scene, obviously, as it broadens up and we have so many options with runes, charms, you know, um, the meta will shift as things progress. The The runes and charms themselves will shift as we progress. Um, eventually, we'll get to a, a, a place in the scene where there's potentially hundreds and hundreds of options for a competitive deck build. Um, when we get to that type of position in Axie, and we have a competitive circuit that goes on in these official tournaments. Do you think it would be welcomed uh, and something to look forward to if we had some sort of a drafting system where players had a selection, uh, an inventory that they would submit uh, and they would then take turns progressively banning uh, and, and selecting an Axie one by one to build a, a team and then that's how you entered a match?
1: I think it's, it's highly possible, especially... Uh, if the, the the meta evolves in a in such a drastic way, where uh, that becomes almost a requirement for search uh, for for big tournaments, just to balance out the possibilities of the of the yeah. game, so yeah. it really depends on the, the where we're at in the current game and how far we we've gone into the meta.
0: Yeah, that's right. oh right. even even just exciting. You know, if he was watching a draft between two of the best players in the world and you're thinking we can see both inventories, like I know all of the axes on this side of the inventory that can beat all the axes on this side of the inventory. But if he bans this, it just adds like a thicker layer to the whole competitive scene. Like how do you adjust around this? Maybe you now don't have the tools to take out um, something that, that your opponent has selected. I honestly think it would just add a real cool edge to the competitive scene uh, and even for the viewer um, as opposed to come in there and and they're figuring out, okay, why would he ban that? You know, they can learn something more about the game and the way the players are thinking just by those decisions that they're making. But I do think it really hypes things up. I'd be excited to see. And I might have to to put a tournament on where that is the layout.
1: That would be really nice to see and just see how how people uh, respond to that
0: and how they play it out. Well, you have an invite already, Masa. <laughs> You've oh, already got yeah, an invite. Yeah, uh, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. Well, the half of the BDZ community, I'm sure they they, they love a bit of competition, don't they? So uh, you'll see some familiar faces there also, and I'm sure that, uh, you can get some guys over from uh, the PH server as well. Probably interested in competing. They're some of
1: the most active people in Origin, so I you'll see that. Expect to see them in the biggest events
0: tournaments yeah i gotta love the passion that comes out of ph all the time man um looking at people like ace you've got kairu doing a, huge things um i've been really really excited to watch dealmaker a lot of the time um and i feel like <laughs> he's a great a, a great personality also um i have not played you sensi though i don't think we've ever played
1: oh um, we might i'm not too sure i don't remember it
0: we have to. We're gonna have to have it. We're gonna have to have one at least. We'll have a, a couple of poison games. Yeah, we should have a couple
1: of poison games.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. You guys are building out uh, some good poison compositions over there. In... We're trying to make it relevant to them. I since say uh, all the other decks are just really strong too. So yeah. it's
1: really hard to build around it.
0: Hey, if uh, if if anyone at Sky Mavis is listening to this right now, you hear this right here. Poison is weak. We need to make it stronger. Thank <laughs> you from the Gila. I <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, could, it could use a little bit, just a t- tiny bit, uh, just a bit. It's it's not actually weak. I'll be honest. It's just the fact of like uh, you kind of have to prioritize playing a certain way for it to be effective. You need that time, right? So it just it just automatically sets you in a in a standpoint of oh, I need I need to be able to sustain damage. So it's a very defensive approach, in my opinion, right now.
1: it isn't Yeah, maybe the heal the poison usually has a heal, so
0: yeah, it isn't. I'd like, because I'd like to see an aggro poison. That's that's been like m- what I've been trying to accomplish recently, and and what's really kept me away from you know changing compositions or playing what's what's most optimal right now is because I've been trying to find you know the, the something that goes against the grain. To be honest, like mm-hmm. we were saying, poison is sustained focused. It works best if you're out living your opponent because essentially the poison ticks put your opponent on a timer. Um, if you accumulate blood moon into that as well. So finding an aggro approach in it has been pretty difficult. I've gone with beasts, with Gila. Um so, uh, but it's it's uh, yeah, not actually, been too fun. I was I was
1: also trying to build around the aggro poison just to test it out. So yeah. That was an interesting concept that you mentioned just now. Ah uh, uh, is this is this what I'm looking at right now. You just sent
0: something cover. Yeah. Oh I can see, it. I can see it. So just, just to explain to the listeners right here, I'm looking at a triple Reptile team. Um, it has small frills on every Axie. Some of them, two of them, sorry, have small frills and Green Thorns. So that is doubling down on the Poison. Uh, but they both have Tiny Dino. We have a Cactus on a Horn on one of the axes here. There is double Mavis though. So I can definitely see how this could be aggro focused when you get those Mavises out. You know, you're, you're getting a lot of zero cost cards. And you potentially can poison for free whilst also stacking damage turn by turn. Um, there's also a wall gecko in mid um, with uh, with scar options and a serious mouthpiece. So there is in total, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven attack cards, um, two shield access. The rest is poison and there is also a Sarastes. Interesting. I actually can see how this works. I don't know how the charms are working here, but if the tiny dinos are able to uh, da- attack anybody in the, in in this scenario, uh, I like to do this with tiny dino because you not only get the retain effect, but you also get the, the ability, yeah, to to attack somebody, uh, any one of your choice. I normally rocket stamp the tiny dinos, and it's my only yeah, answer to the backline sustain comps. Yeah, that's awesome. And I looks really bro. The, this team, these are some of the best reptiles I've seen, so you've been keeping these guys hidden for sure.
1: I've actually been breeding them, so whatever it comes out, I try to do some testing with what comes out and yep. see where it fits. The... Oh,
0: we're going to have to yeah. have a conversation, Sensi, because if you're in the breeding pools right now, I've got a couple of reptiles that are zeros, they're ready to go, but uh, I'm yet to find uh, some decent partners for them. Definitely. Got some frills, some green thorns, and the geckos. <laughs> yeah. So Sensi, will you be heading over to AXICON this year? In Spain? In in Barcelona, yeah. Uh, I would love to,
1: but uh, I don't think it's possible from where I'm at right now. So yeah. I'll probably catch the next one. I'm very uh, happy for the people who are able to
0: go. Yeah. It would be uh, awesome to be there. And that's a shame, man. I was looking forward to potentially being able to... To, to meet up in person uh uh for me in the u k uh you know Spain's just kind of a hop skip and a jump away, so it's not too too difficult to get to but i can understand a lot of you know guys that we've got in america um in in all, all parts of asia as well it's it's a lot more of a difficult trip to to make it happen that's a, I was there's gonna be a tournament that goes on there as well i would uh, assume anna but i don't I know if so they're, so they're probably get yeah. the ability to play um Away. A LAN tournament there. I don't. I don't know if it will be a LAN. I'm. I'm not sure. I mean, it would be exciting if it was a LAN tournament. But um, apparently, by that time, we should have a launch. No. Yeah, a we global launch. Yeah. Now, how far away do you reckon we are from a launch right now? It's very hard to say,
1: but I think Origins might be alive pretty soon. So people are starting to prepare their axes. Yeah.
0: Okay. The focus Hopefully has shifted. The focus has definitely shifted. I think people have kind of got off of the hype train of of having access to absolutely everything. Uh, it's more of a realization now that you will have access to absolutely nothing soon. <laughs> <That is. laughs> so, um, you know, people's people's focuses are starting to shift, which is which which is a good thing, I, I suppose. Also, with V two closing, uh, closing the, the final season, yeah, um, people are starting to shift too because of that. Yeah, I've noticed quite a lot of V2 players, uh, particularly V2 streamers, um, now coming into this scene, and and they're like newborn babies, right? <laughs> they don't have they don't have the foggiest clue, right? Yeah, um, it's it's a good thing. I, I'm 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 happy that it's uh it is so something that I take pride in is my ability to be able to, you know, show people this game now after having you know a few months of experience playing it and being involved in such a wonderful community. So, um it's 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 a good it's a good part of 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 maturing uh, as a community for me yeah and i and just want to add like every patch the game gets new every
1: patch yeah. uh well, there's no set meta or, or teams yet
0: uh people are still figuring things out so it's new for everyone yes yes 100 percent. like yeah we've seen how much the game can change off of one um update uh and that's that's inevitable at this point we know we're going to get some updates so really and truly even if you're listening to this now and you're finding yourself like kind of you know a bit lost with with where this game is origin as as an Axie game it is hugely different to v2 but but if you do feel like that like <clears throat> most people are feeling this way um my best advice would be like like sensi was saying associate yourself with with a, a community be involved and and uh, really just kind of reach out and look for those communities like sensei has his ph server so if you are you know if you are from the philippines right now and you're listening to this make sure you locate that and you go get involved um same way you can with the bdz community we welcome any and everybody um and and there's lots of people who have been playing this game for a while that can help you out in those communities
1: Final Final round. Round. Fight. Fight. Fight.
0: So we just had the Ronin, was the bridge open back up? Right, we have the bridge from Mainnet ETH has just opened back up. So this also is going to bring in um, potentially new blood. Um, you know, now the people having the ability to transfer their funds from an Ethereum wallets uh, straight over to the Ronin bridge, it means a lot more players are going to have that ability to go out and hunt or bargain hunt some axes. Uh, Sensi, do you have any advice for those first-time buyers um, who are looking to purchase axes? You know, for Origin, as we are currently in a you know quite an undecided or indecisive area of the meta right now.
1: I would say just don't
0: invest too much into the changing meta,
1: since there's bound to be a lot of updates very soon. I would guess. Yeah. So I would say be careful with choosing the axes you want to run for the first season and make sure you stay updated with the next uh, patches so that uh, you have an easier time picking out which axes you need.
0: Yeah, I've kind of had this philosophy recently where I've been telling people to instead of like trying to study what already is the meta and try and make purchases based off of that information, instead to actually study the mechanics of the game now, once you understand the mechanics of the game, like you can you can select a mechanic that you want to kind of, what would be the word here, to, to make blossom. Um, so, for example, if I was to select the mechanic of, like we were talking about earlier, curse card, and that being my win conditions, right, I would then understand all of the curse cards that are in the game, all the ways that I can apply curse cards, then all the ways that curse cards can be prevented, and then I can build from that picture.
1: Well said, well said. That's probably the best way to go around it is to understand how the game works or how the specific game gameplay of the game, of, of the deck you want to play and uh, start and get a good feel of how it works. Yeah.
0: For sure. I know it's very easy sometimes to kind of let me check out what's working right now like who the top players, what do they play and then can I buy the same Axie or an Axie that does yeah, the same chase. job. Um, mm-hmm. Don't chase the meta is, is the, the message yeah, from me. this. Med- uh, most of the, the time the meta ends up you know, residing with somebody that completely didn't chase it and went somewhere else. So uh, keep that in mind when you're thinking about building some new compositions as you enter this Axie Origin scene. Are there any V2 Axies that carry over? Is there any Axies that you know, have some utility from V2 that you might have in inventories right now and, and you know, you're looking to start Origin uh, and have as a baseline an Axie that might have worked in V2 that works now in, in Origin also? I
1: think there are a couple of Reptiles that may be viable. Not too much in the Aquas. A few Aquas. But without the Runes and Charms, it's hard to say.
0: So it's going to be interesting. Aquas are very strong, though. Aquas are very strong. Just the base damage of the cards. Yeah. And they synergize so well together as well. I've actually been playing around with an Aqua the past few days when aqua set up, um, just to see kind of what it really feels like. uh, and, And if we do get to this position, well, when we do, uh, and we have that reset what what's it going to feel like? um so I was playing naked in the arena um with an aqua team the other day. It's actually a clamshell believer Axie. oh yeah, that's probably one of the best backliners for yeah. stacking damage uh, and it's also got a nice Koi tail on there as well risky fish um and I believe what the, the back card the back card is is blue moon it's actually blue moon yeah for for card draw. Um, but it was very interesting. It works really, really well, especially if you get get lucky with Belieber. I have Puppy elsewhere in the composition as well, so we can potentially have that double Belieber turn. Um, but yeah, it's 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 you know it's fascinating to see how much damage can actually be put out um, throughout the course of a game. Like round one, right? It still does decent damage, but by the time we get to like round seven, round eight, I have at least five to six, maybe more rage stacks. Plus at least a few damage boosts from the clamshell. So it adds up, yeah. Yeah, it definitely does add up. We get to we get to the positions where like a risky fish is doing roughly like one ten, one one fifteen, maybe one twenty in times as well. So it's, it starts getting too much. <laughs> it's, yeah. it, it's pretty damn broken, I'll be honest. It's not broken, it I did. guess, because you have to you do have to work you do have for to scale it. You yeah. Know? So uh, it's rewarding. I will say that's the word that I will use. It's rewarding because it, it does take some work to set up, but once you've set it up, like the rewards are very fruitful. I also saw a triple aqua running a triple ear breathing, but everything pure aqua
1: cards. So that was interesting.
0: Oh, so they were just going for as much goo as they possibly could, and then and then well attacking you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that that does work. I mean, if you like, we were saying you study the mechanics of the game, and 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 you know. You look at curse cards and you look at all the available curse cards. In my opinion, Goo is probably the best curse card to be put in in your opponent's deck, just simply because you have to spend an energy to get rid of it, otherwise it continues to cycle.
1: Mm-hmm. Also the unplayable curse cards, those are really good
0: since you can't play them. True. Like dazed. dazed, confused. Yes. they can be a nightmare. Jinx is very effective as well, actually. If if you're if you're it it's it, it out the late game, get to your discard pile. You can draw all mostly jinxes. yeah. I would have imagined he would have had jinxes maybe uh, it, somewhere in there, inkling, not inkling because it would have had ear-breathing ears, maybe tadpoles, but no, it would be good. It's it's it is, I feel like we're just going to set a load of people to the market to go and buy curse card builds now, but uh, <laughs> you know, yo, this is not any form of advice. Financially, feeds are going to spend money on curse card builds right now, but just looking at the outset of things, they do look very effective as we approach a reset. The current no? patch. Yeah, at the current at the current patch. Like we could literally this episode could drop, a patch could come out, and things could be completely flipped really on changed. the head. Yeah. So be careful, be careful with all of that stuff here. Um but no, Sensi man. Like I, I was gonna say this one really we've been looking at the episodes recently and uh we wanted to kind of trim down just a, just a bit more uh, and focus just heavily in on, on, on talking about the meta as of right now um but like we said we're on the edge of this meta it's been fun i mean i've had a ton of fun playing in this meta the past few weeks um it's been crazy. And, the, and the tournaments have been fiery so i'm looking forward to these naked tournaments that are coming up now uh to see where else you know the game can can go and what else we're going to be looking at in terms of composition yeah, build. it's going to be completely different mm-hmm <laughs> I always say this, but people really are not understanding the seismic difference there's going to be from today. Yeah, it is. The world's apart. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we've been spoiled. The exploit, I think, was necessary. You know, we've I don't...
1: so spoiled with the runes and charms.
0: Yeah. Genuinely, like, I I, I don't know. I, it was a good thing, though, because I don't think the game, you know, imagine we played this entire alpha without having access to knowing, the runes yeah. and charms, or the, or just having the you know the the RNG access that we had. Um, you know, you'd have people who would be number one in the world would just have been those people that got runes and charms. So it kind of shows how powerful they actually are. Now, yeah,
1: we'll, we'll definitely see it the first season and see how much they they affect the game once people start getting them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. I'm just glad we uh, you know, we 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 were able to establish which runes and charms were absolutely. St- Stupidly broken, uh, like having triple heart of the ocean. Thank God that's gone. Um, <laughs> the sturdy fighter um, bug that happened. Thank God that is gone, because I would oh, lose yeah. my mind if that was still around. Um, but no, it's it's it, it's exciting to think as well that there's going to be more of these runes and charms that come out, and like just just what are they thinking about applying? Mm-hmm you got any ideas if you if you were given the by the grace of the Axie gods if you were given the ability to to create a rune or charm what type would it be first and foremost and then what would its effect be i don't don't think it's something that's like oh my god yo this is this is absolutely like everyone's gonna pick this but try like give it a bit of a balance maybe it would be nice to see a rune
1: that as an AOE effect of some sort, maybe Ooh. to the enemy team, if not
0: the, the allies. Yeah. So like uh, uh, the ability to, let's say, for example, working similar to as something like Gloomy Dice or Shady Exchange or whatever it is, with we, we take into consideration even an odd rounds. And like... Yeah, possibly, uh, possibly. On mm-hmm. those different rounds, all cards played by this Axie turn to AOE or... And it could be, you could play a rosebud and it rosebuds it, AoE it becomes, the, all your all your allies. Uh, you could play an attack card and then it actually does spread damage across the board of there. That would be interesting. It may, you know, maybe it could transform a card but do less damage. You know. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to do, like you say, if it was an Arco, for example, it would, wouldn't do 60 across the board. You'd have to, there'd be some kind of calculation to. To make it balanced, but that would be very interesting. I mean, it covers your AoE options, that's for sure.
1: And I don't know. think we've seen enough AoE in the game. It would be nice to see people start building around it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just, I think the cards, are they're a bit underwhelming, though, really. If we look at, like, pure AoE cards that are just intended to attack all enemies and actually just do damage, like, there that aren't very just... much of them, right? You've got Chubby, Gila... And like tri feather, and like tri feather is borderline because it's still only buzz doing buzz thirty damage. Fifteen. Uh, grandma's fan. Oh, buzz
1: buzz does
0: like how much does it do? Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. Like grandma's fan does fifteen damage, I believe. Buzz buzz does like I don't know actually. <laughs> what does buzz, buzz do? Is it like thirty buzz damage? Usually does like fifteen or thirty. Huh? Yeah, it's one of the yeah. two. But they are like what I'm what I'm trying to get at is there isn't really an AOE card that's like you know. A a real attacking prowess, other than Chubby, and even Chubby at times can be completely underwhelming unless it's like charmed with a hidden razor or, or you know, you're in rage mode or you're in fury mode as you do as you play the card. Um, That's true. I think we don't have like a dominant attacking AOE card right now. Um, It might seem broken, of course, if you bring up the damage for some of these Aoes, Um, but yeah. As of where I stand right now, the only reason I wouldn't go for an AoE approach is just because the damage for me is underwhelming. Yeah, it just would be interesting to see more uh, lineups that can utilize it without being broken. Mm-hmm. Trifeather is an interesting one. I think birds actually work really well with AoE. You have like options for grandma fans, you got Mavises to get more attacks off as well. Um, and the, the broken Rob then right now and yeah well robin oh you know what robin has been the talk of the podcast for like the past three episodes man like i got I mean, people just gotta put it in there it's just, uh, <laughs> it is as such in... a good effect right now and obviously it's bugged so for those that don't know it's currently if you play a robin turn one and the robin dies turn two or even uh well no whatever. If the Robin dies, basically yeah. its effects will stay for the remainder of the match. So so you'll be doing sixteen damage for the entirety of the game. Um so it's it's yeah, it's 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 broken. It's straight up broken. <laughs> <laughs> you got people running Robin now just because they're like, well, I mean if it's free sixteen damage, <laughs> why the hell not?
1: <laughs> yeah. Weird comps because of it, just because they could do multi hits uh, the Robin doesn't die.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Are you gonna be banning Robin? From your um naked tournament. I know we banned it in the the open cup for the big Yak Axie. or sorry, the Creator Cup, was it? Um it was banned. So um I'm feeling like un- unless that's resolved and fixed before any other tournaments take place, Robin potentially is one of those cards that I would ban. Yeah, it really depends on the upcoming patch. I feel like there might be a change soon, but if not,
1: we'll probably try to balance it out as best as we can. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it's all towards, you know, it's all towards a good cause when we get a, a balanced, stable meta. Uh, I understand a lot of players that were here early in the alpha as well are taking breaks. You know, it's it, it's kind of hard to, even myself, I find myself in this position where, you know, I, I I want the meta to progress, but like as of right now, because there is so much that is going to change and, and does need tinkering and changing, it's very hard to to be heavily involved right now, you know like i'm not heavily purchasing axes for to build meta i'm not testing a lot of new things just simply because i know the results uh that i'm going to get back from these tests probably aren't going to be consistent right things are, things are just naturally going to change so it's it's a rough time in origin meta right now but i think we are on the verge of of, of something really great i yes, uh, yeah it gets balanced as we get closer to launch <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> well, listen, Sensi, we got a lot of good conversation going on here. My last question to you, though, is what I want to know because I know for sure, you know, listen, you guys, you guys are some real fucking good players, man. I'll be real. A lot of the Philippines players right now, the top top of the Philippines players, you guys are phenomenal at this game. Uh, the way the way your your ability to to understand all the mechanics and and build these compositions is is thoroughly impressive. Like who are you? Who are you scrimmaging the most with recently? Who are you playing with? Who's who's the conversations? You know how are you guys getting ideas together and and broadening them out? Honestly, it's
1: been mostly the okay, the the Origin PH community. So there's uh, a couple of people from the the, the top ranks in the ladder. Yeah. Um. Uh. There's Laya. Uh, uh, the East Laya. right now. Yeah. There and um, uh, Ace, a couple of people from BDZ, Cairo, um, just the usual people that you see everywhere, and they're the most active ones. Yeah, uh, it's been uh crazy testing with them every day. They're so active and very excited to come up with their teams on launch.
0: Yeah, now their passion definitely drives things forwards, man. It's really, it's really beautiful to see, to be honest. I'm a, I'm a big fan I'm a big fan of the PH scene I'm bullish on it um, but no man I really appreciate you coming through this has been a, an episode that I look forward to genuinely uh, and I'm glad we I'm were glad able to get up, here. Man. thank you for having me here oh, of course but, and, and hopefully we'll face you know we'll face each other at some stage uh, in a tournament Love I'm, to I'm in looking the forward arena. To but <laughs> if you bring that fucking poison team bro I'm gonna be pissed off because it's better than my poison team so <laughs> i love poison games yeah no hey well hopefully we'll, we'll stay in touch we'll keep talking and hopefully as we uh progress and we see things change over the next few weeks so we can uh start to see a bit more variation in these poison compositions as well sensei it's been an honor good luck with Thank the you. uh the Thank tournaments you. that are coming up and and um continue to build out that community man it's 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 a really great thing to be doing Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate you. And thank you for having me here again. Of course, man. Any, any, any shout outs, any last words, anything you want to say to the community before we go? Oh, uh, shout outs to the, to
1: BDZ, the Origin PH community. Um, you guys are awesome just keep doing what you do. And, uh, we'll see you guys in the leaderboards and it launches.
0: Yes, uh, of course we will. But that's, uh, that's about all we got time for today though, family. Thank you for coming through, you know, some great heads still to come on these next episodes. We have in fact two more episodes to be released over the course of now and seven days from now. Uh, so keep your, keep your ears peeled, keep your eyes to the streets. When I say streets, I mean Twitter. Um, and you'll be able to find out some more stuff. We do actually have one little thing to talk about right on this close out here. The so Ronin bridge opened right now. I'm gonna give some run out. That's what I want to do. I want to give some run out. Since it's all like, let's 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 do something here. I'm going to ask a question, right? Now, this question in the podcast. I want you to, you can either DM me, you can you can answer it openly on Twitter, you can find me on Discord. However you want to find me, just find me, right? But the best answer to this question, I'll be giving away 100 Ronin. Right. 100 run tokens to the best answer for this question. The question is going to be if you could build a team right now that didn't apply to the meta, what would that team be and why? A very broad and open question, but I want to see where everyone's heads at. Right. Let me know what your team to build would be. And I will pick my favorite team out of all of these builds. Of course, it will be related to your reasoning as why also. Uh, but let's see who's some real builders out here i want to see who's got the uh the team building and the composition building abilities jatster you are not allowed to answer this question because you'll probably win (laughs) you fucker but everybody else is completely open to do what they want to do. Shout out to Sensi again for another amazing episode. It's been your boy Sees, and I'm serious about this 100 Ronin. The team will not be picked based on its competitive viability or whether it's the strongest team. I'm more so going to be looking at the reason why. If it's relative to you, is it a collectible team? Whatever. But I will choose a team exactly a week from this podcast's release. Make sure you keep your ears to the streets, yes? the streets is Twitter make sure you retweet in the tweets so we can get more people involved and building ready for Axe Infinity Origins full launch now, I don't ask for much in terms of supporting the podcast, but one way you can support me is by using the Lunassian code. That code is in my Twitter bio, so make sure you go ahead and locate it. Word through the grapevine is you can actually set the code as your default code. So every time you make a purchase in Lunassia, the code will be processed. The Gila's Lunasian code is in fact vefdfd 8 I repeat, V-E-F-D-F-D-A-T. It's just a nice way that you can support the stream and I can continue to do what I do on this end. But other than that, family, it's all peace and love. I hope you have an amazing week and enjoy your Axie Infinity Origin gameplay. Enjoy the rest of the music and I'll see you next time on the Gila Gossip Podcast. Peace, 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 peace. (laughs) we <laughs>